The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engaged, a DEI thought leader, a LinkedIn top voice. And I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, Dee. I'm Mita Malik, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, a business leader, a LinkedIn top voice, and most importantly, a mom. And Mita and I started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in their workplaces from my perspective as a Black woman and for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. At our table, we don't leave any juicy details out. We unpack it all. We have amazing stories, as you know, and then we provide you with tips you need on not how to survive, but how do you thrive in organizations wherever you are. All right, so we're going to get into it. Mita, what are we talking about on today's show? All right, my friend, today it's going to be a public service announcement. Listen up. Always have your resume ready. Please, please, please always have your resume ready. This is a hot topic I wanted to get into with Dee. We're going to spill some tea, share some stories, get into it, and of course, leave you with tips at the end. Yeah, this is good. I like the focus because it feels like Some of our conversations are stories because they are more reactive and responding to things that happen versus this. The resume ready is is about pulling and preparing and pulling us forward. So I like the topic. Well, here's what sparked it. There's a lot of layoffs happening right now. A lot of people in our community have been let go. And as Dee says, congratulations, you've been promoted. We did a conversation around layoffs and confidence building and a lot around that. But I had a girlfriend recently who was let go. And she didn't have a resume ready. But not only did she not have a resume ready, she had lost a copy of it. She didn't even have a copy of it. And I was like, what? And she's like, no, I think it's on my work laptop, which of course was gone because she turned it in. And I was like, oh my God. So this is my public service announcement because here's the thing. We all get busy. We give 110% to our jobs, go to our lazy girl episode, which is the opposite of that, which we just talked about. But like, you're so wanting to make impact. And we're so focused on the organizations and our careers that we forget to update the resume. Always have it ready. Always, always, always. And so then if I'm laid off tomorrow, my resume is ready. Like, oh, if I could just leave our audience with one thing, listen to this episode and go log off and log in to your personal laptop and update the resume. Please do that, please. I think I'm still stuck on... It's on her work computer. Does she have a personal computer? I don't know what happened. Or she was like, I had it, but I don't have it anymore. And listen, there's a lot of emotion in the layoff and and it was sudden and she didn't know. So all of those things happened. But then it was also like, she couldn't find a recent enough copy of it. So there was a lot of work she had to do. So what I want to, listen, I have been through layoffs. I've had family members go through layoffs. 
there is a lot of emotion in the layoff, a lot of grief and a lot of loss. And for you then to have to reconstruct your work history because you don't have the resume or you can't remember what you did the last five years. Oh, please don't do that, friends. Please, please, please go and update your resume today. Go and update it today. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm glad we're having this conversation because you're right. Somebody is going to leave here like, okay, let me do this right now. Let me, let me just. Right now. Right now. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Like, and then let me make sure I know where it is. Let me make sure I have a, you know, a copy and, and yeah. Because let me tell you, I love the proactive reactive part because what you don't want to happen is you get laid off. You're going through the grief and the emotions of that. And then you're like, oh my God. Now I have to spend all this time updating my resume. And not that you wouldn't revise it, but wouldn't it be wonderful to have an updated version just there already? You could then tweak as opposed to, oh my God, I have nothing on my resume for the last five years. Now, not only did this company kick me to the curb and they lay me off, now I got to reconstruct what I did there. Like, that's not a good feeling. That really, really. Yeah. And a couple things also thinking, well, it's on my LinkedIn. It's on my LinkedIn. Oh, let's talk about that. Go ahead. So no, go ahead. Go ahead. You say it. No, I, I mean, because that's what somebody is going to say. What's well, on LinkedIn? And even for the person who didn't have it, all of her information is on LinkedIn. And so you still need a resume. You absolutely need a tangible document that you own that is not on somebody else's platform. Now it should line up with your LinkedIn. It should line up. And actually be mindful because those who are interested, they're going to look to make sure it lines up. And so you can't go, you know, embellishing or making things up. And because, you know, LinkedIn is really great resource and tool from this perspective that it keeps historical data. And even when you update and when you edit and when you move and when you change. And so, so I think it's update your resume now. Yes, you still need a resume. You need your own tangible hard copy document. Number three, make sure it lines up with whoever you're meant to be. Here's another thing about the resume. It should line up not just with that platform, but I heard a CEO recently take to social, did a little video and said, hey, I'm interviewing or I'm looking at these resumes. (laughs) She said, but I'm also looking at your profiles. She says, so if you're looking for a job, and saying that you're a wonderful storyteller. She says, when I go to your profile, I better see a story. And she's a very, I'm going to say, a high-profile CEO. I mean, of course, as a woman, very much followed an influencer in her own right, does a lot of deals from a business perspective, but I also see that she's doing a lot of spokesperson kind of work. But she literally just did this day and said, I'm looking at your resume and just make sure it lines up. She says, because if I go to your profile and it doesn't line up, she said, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? You heard it here first. Listen, friends, the resume is not canceled. The resume is not dead. Resume is still important. Listen, it's not canceled. But what I will tell you when you're at my level as an executive, I'm not sending people resumes. It will be there at one point, but D is making strategic introductions. That's why the LinkedIn profile is important. That's why also having a bio is important. I have a bio at my level. But the resume is important, particularly if you are working with an executive recruiter, because here's what usually happens. D makes the strategic introduction. I meet with the CEO. I'm going through the process. And then somebody pings me and says, do you have a resume? Because they need it for the operation. They need to stick it in the system. 
So just do yourself a favor, do the resume. And then what I did want to call out, I love this. Don't make up titles that don't exist on LinkedIn that you don't have on your resume. People will cross-reference. Don't do it. Just don't do it, friends. If you're going to have, you got to be consistent. Whatever title you have on the resume needs to be on LinkedIn. And the other thing I wanted to say about LinkedIn is I think it's a digital resume. It's more than a resume because it shows your thought leadership in a way a resume can't do. So think of it as a companion to the resume. You've got the resume and LinkedIn is about thought leadership and bringing my ideas to life that are on a static resume. But here's the thing. On LinkedIn, particularly if you're working for a Fortune 10, Fortune 50, you're working for some of the clients, D advises, some of the places I've worked, you can't be putting numbers, targets, goals on LinkedIn. You shouldn't be. That's, that's what the resume is for. You cannot be putting confidential information of I grew this business by X percent, Kager of X percent, target exceeded. You can't be putting any of those things. Like You could do it vaguely. And I have some where it's like enough time has passed, it's fine. But for the most part, LinkedIn will be very vague on purpose because your company will be like, why are you putting all of this public, private knowledge on a public platform? Yeah. Okay, let's go deeper. You said compliments. So hard copy, tangible resume is still in play on a piece of, do we need to say specifically, it belongs on an eight and a half by 11 document? Well, listen, I think it depends at my level. My resume is a few pages. It's not 10 pages, but it's two or three. Okay, let's first go with the baseline. Oh, sorry. I went to, I fast forwarded. Baseline. Yes. Okay. Because you know, we're talking to different generations, right? And so it's uh, eight and a half by 11, because they may look, it might be a note for them. It might be a PowerPoint document. In fact, I've seen a PowerPoint. PowerPoint documents. I have seen infographics. I have seen some wow, wow resume. Friend, do you see why we needed to say it? Okay, so then let's talk about the compliments, okay? So let's everybody, a class is in session for if you're early career mid, you need an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, okay? where your baseline resume goes. That's document number one and everything else is a compliment. So Mita, you just gave us your digital compliment is your LinkedIn, okay? Because you can even include a link there. Then your bio is another compliment. Then let's go to that infographic is a compliment, perhaps. Let me tell you, I don't know how you feel about this. Listen, new rules of work. I have seen some resumes that are infographics. They're not your resume. And I'm like, huh, I'm trying to adjust to this. This is not 12 times new Roman font on Word. This is, this is okay. This is a graphic of who I am. So huh. I think you're right. So then let me, then I'm going to correct these documents. And I think it depends on industry and sector of where you're going to prioritize your base document and your compliments, right? So based on what you just said, Mita, if it's an infographic, depending on industry, now I could make things up in terms of what industry you probably could get away with that, or that's going to be the lead. Like you're going to need, if it's creative, if tech, do you see? I don't know about big banks, my friend. I don't know about big banks and infographic. That's my point. Financial services, don't, don't. Friends, do not go in here with that infographic because Sally over at HR is gonna, that's a no. That's <laughs> she wants Times New Roman, called Point Font. Sally wants Times New Roman. Baby, let me, I'm gonna, we're gonna help y'all out. Sally doesn't want a pie chart on your resume. She, she, first of all, she has no clue. Like, cause she don't know how to do it. 
The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and so many tools to keep track of. Doing business can be hard, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, higher quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. I think we're talking about all of the potential documents that represent your resume. And you're right, you just need to know what's the best fit and what's acceptable. And so if we open the portfolio of resumes, Number one, just update a resume. It's either going to be a Word document as a primary or infographic as a primary. And then your digital is your complement. Your video is your complement. Your another complement might be, again, depending on industry, writing samples, depending. The Vita, the bio. So there's a suite of documents or a tangible representation of your work that you want to have on hand at all times. Now, does that make sense, Mita? Like it's all the document. Absolutely, it does. It, it's just, yeah, I think the resume is not dead, but I think there's more than just the resume now. But the resume is important. And the resume in different formats. Yes, yes. Tailored. Like I'm not going to apply to one of the big banks with an infographic resume. I don't think I'd have a shot. You're not. I'm going to just say that. You know that. That's one of your clients. You you work in Wall Street. You think I could get a job in Wall Street with a, a pie graphic resume? You're not. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, no. And I'm going to be quite honest. Even in business, you know, on occasion, I'm asked for my resume. I'm like, I, I don't have a resume, but but I do. I have a resume. I'm going to be quite honest. Even when we're doing big deals on the government side, they ask you for a resume. I'm like, What? Listen, we have receipts over here. Google us. We have receipts. Like, what are you talking about, sir? You know why? Because sir is Sally. Sally isn't works for the government and Sally don't care because Sally don't care about anything. Well, because there's processes. They just, the resume is the way to get you in the system. Check the box, get you in the system. He's in there, Mita's in there. And now we start. Or sometimes it's like, I've gotten offers and they're like, can I have your resume? I was like, I got the offer. They're like, we, because the recruiter's like, we never uploaded your resume into the system. I'm like, oh gosh, go backwards and do that. Yeah. And let me tell you the other, when we intro the show resume, immediately I'm like, oh darn it, I forgot to update my resume. And guess why? I have this on my to-do list for boards. Oh yes, for boards. You need a board resume. So now to our senior folks. So the SLT here, the ELT, if you are looking for opportunities or engaging in opportunities, considering you need a resume, but it's specifically a board resume. 
it's a board profile. I've been working on mine for three years. I'm open for board opportunities, but it's is a iterative process with the board profile and you want a number of people to look at it and see it. Resume is is needed. And and let's let's just go a step further with the resume. I like that you pointed out the titles. Like people now are real creative with labels and language and actually, actually, oh my God. So one of the, remember we were talking about Gen Z and I would say we have the managers or the previous generations have the burden of responsibility to really meet folks where they are. How about one of my new folks on the team? She asked me, cause she had this title. She made up her title. <laughs> she made up her title. So when you said making up stuff, she asked me, she goes, she sent me, send me a message. I was like, first of all, no emails. Talk to me over here on our virtual channel. Like I don't need to be. And then she goes, well, I just need to make sure my title. She said, so could I be this? And you know what people like me say? Oh, sure. I don't, I mean, first of all, you probably need to talk to HR. HR is going to probably talk to me about D, you can't be letting people have their own titles. Let me tell you, this is an episode, another episode I want to do over inflation of titles, like over titling, because at this point I should be CEO of Starbucks. I mean, at this point, because the titles I see on LinkedIn, you're like, you're the CEO of what? A two-person company? Let me reverse that. I will say, yes, there are CEOs of two people companies and there's no disrespect there. I'm saying big fortune companies that are spinning off brands, and you're like, I'm the founder of this brand. I'm like, you're not the founder. This Fortune 10 company is back in the check for it. You just made up that title to say you're the founder. Like DC Marshall's a founder, like founder and CEO, right? But like these people who are, it's just wild. We'll do another conversation on that. But but also watch for that because if you're going to overtitle yourself, you're not always going to get what you think you'll get in the marketplace because I was overtitled as a, as a vice president and I should really be a manager, right? I know we've talked about undertitling before. It goes both ways. Overtitling and then you're not getting the VP title. It's like, well, you never were really a VP. Somebody just let you have that title. Like, D let you make it up. I did. So you know why this is good information? Because it's even if your manager or leader lets you make it up, be real mindful about how you carry that forward because it may not line up. And you know what is also true? Because we are a high growth and emerging company. And so we are not a thousand person company. So when you are a, you have a smaller workforce, uh, not to be confused with a small business, but a smaller workforce, you do have the liberty in a lot of instances to make things up. But I think what we're teasing out here is, but be very mindful because if DC Marshall, she gonna let you make it up. Like she doesn't care. Just get the work done. You're going to be upset. Oh, I'm not getting that title at Fortune 10. You're like, well, that the title doesn't add up. It's not going to translate. It doesn't, it's not, that's not transferable. So we should talk about when we talk about overtitling, transferable titles. So just manage it, manage it. All right, we'll put that in the parking lot. But the other thing, the other reason I brought this up is because uh, my coach and good friend DC Marshall once told me, you should interview once a year. Mita, you should be interviewing once a year. I don't care if you're happy. I don't care if they promised you a promotion. I don't care if you got a big raise. You should be interviewing once a year. And I wanted to share that with our table because I thought that was powerful advice no one had given me until a few years ago. So it's not just, yeah, update the resume so that you can go on interviews because not that you're actively looking, but it's the practice because when that opportunity comes and you haven't been in the routine of sharing your story, telling your story, 
articulating your why and the genius and expertise you would bring to the organization, you're just rusty. You're rusty. You want to be prepared. You want to be prepared. Yeah, I like that. I like it. Best advice you ever know. You've given me a lot of good advice, but that's a good gem. Yeah, and I think many people have know that. I don't know that people actually do take action because it requires the work of putting out your resume. And so another way to do it is to apply for different things versus a job, because then you still have to interview. So it could be a board. It could be an advisory board. It could be a not-for-profit board. It could be I don't know, a professional organization, that could be it. You could apply because again, you want to stay. And then if you, if you can't do that, then if you have a trusted network, you could apply or ask for an exploratory interview, right? So that's another way to still get the skill because the goal is to always have a resume and the, and then to always actively be in conversation about it once a year. And so the effort to apply and then get an interview is is challenging, particularly now people losing jobs. But And so that's why I offer those other ways to do that, whether it's an advisory board, a board. I, I believe everybody should be on a board. I think I learned this very early on and maybe that's a whole nother, that's another show. Let's put this in the parking lot. Okay. And I'm going to talk about the board thing, but everybody should be on a board because it just adds significant value to your vita, to your your competitive advantage. But the exploratory is a way, right? So where you are asking someone who holds a position or a title where you would want to be, and you can ask for an exploratory interview. This is where there is no job. And so that's another way. Well, I will say, Dee, Early in my career, I didn't realize that some of these networking opportunities and exploratory meetings was the interview. It was an interview, make no mistake. So let's think about that too. If Dee's making a strategic introduction for me, I'm treating it like, listen, I'm going to go in cool. I'm not going to go. It's not a star interview. Tell me about a time. But it is an interview. People want to know your story. They want to understand what drives you. They want to hear what impact you've made. What do you want to do next? What are you looking for? all positioning yourself for an interview. So all good practice. But I love that, Dee. I love that. Well, we should head over to tips now. Okay, Dee, here we are heading into tips. Always have your resume ready. That was our conversation today. Always have your resume ready. So friend, over to you for one and two. Yep. I think tip number one for today's show is obvious. The resume is still in play. Resume is not canceled. Resume is not canceled. You did not hear it at Brown Table Talk. Resumes are still at play in whatever format. You must have a tangible document that captures the story of your career, your experience, and your genius. All right. And then tip number two is title match. Make sure that your titles on your tangible primary document. They match up with all of the compliments. Make sure you're not over titling. Make sure that the title is transferable. And that is tip number two. Over to you, Mita, for tip number three. Tip number three, DNI love LinkedIn. Thank you to the LinkedIn Podcast Network. Treat LinkedIn as a companion to your resume. It's an opportunity to bring your genius and expertise to life, your thought leadership. Please do that. And I'm adding a four because I can. Hang up, 
Go and do your resume right now. Oh, yes, that's good. Finish this episode right now. Do your resume right now. Thank you, friends, for listening. We love you, Brown Table Talk community. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with someone who needs to hear it today. Please review, please subscribe, and we will see you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com. Podcast.com.